What's up, boys and girls? Welcome back to another episode of AFK Discussions. It's your boy, Ty. With me is my boy, Jason. What up, dude? How's it going, man? Oh, man, I can't complain, dude. Can't complain. The week's flying by. How about you? Yeah, dude, this week is totally flying by. Um, mm. I'm, I'm super excited. I've, I spent like, I don't know, 14 hours editing that YouTube video. It's almost done, and I can't wait for people to see it. Nice, nice. Speaking of which, um, thanks for joining us today on today's episode. A uh, couple of th- uh, housekeeping notes before we get started on what we're going to talk about. I'll let Jason introduce it when we get there. Um, guys, do us a favor. Uh, check out the us on your favorite podcaster. Leave us a review if you can. Uh, if you like the podcast, leave five stars. If you don't like the podcast, keep your mouth shut. Uh, <laughs> check out uh, our YouTube channel, AFK Discussions. On YouTube, we have a new YouTube video coming to you very, very soon. Jason's been working really hard to edit that. Uh, and we also have a special guest. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. Uh, and then also we have an email address, afkdiscussions at gmail. Uh, send us your spooky, scary, weird encounters and or stories that you have. Um, and we'll read over them. Maybe we'll bring them up on the podcast. Maybe you can come on the podcast. Also, we got a couple of more things coming very soon, guys. <clears throat> uh, first thing we got coming soon is uh, our Discord, AFK Discussions Discord. Uh, we'll be adding it in the link tree probably within the next month or so. Uh, we'll have a couple of channels for you guys to share your stories, personal stories, report sightings. Um, and we'll have a voice channel for whoever wants to come in and chill. You know, we chill in here sometimes and uh, play video games and, and things like that. So uh, that's coming very, very soon as well. So. With that, uh, Jason, yo, tell them about the topic. Yo, guys, tonight we are talking about demonic possession, and this this subject, man, it it gets me because it it it's it's crazy. You know, what I mean, it, it it is one of those topics that man just kind of blows my mind. You know, this is one of those things that like legit scares me, yeah. right? Like. Any movie you watch, like, sure, Freddy Cougar's scary or, or Jason is scary. But personally, Paranormal Activity, The Nun, anything with demonic possession. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Listen, listen, listen. My son will be born in the next couple of months. I can tell you for a fact that I love him more than anything. He's not even here. I cry about him all the time. I'm a softie like that, right? But... When he is five years old, if he comes into my room and stands at the foot of my bed and stares at me and my wife, and then I wake up and look at him, he goes, yeah, we're just watching you, daddy. I'll be like, you ain't watching nothing. I'm calling DHS. You're going into foster care because I ain't playing those games with you. That's how much it scares me, dude. I'm not about it. Yeah. Well, I've, I've from personal experience, I've woken up with kids staring at me, so it's... It's not, it's not as scary as you think it's going to be. <laughs> well, it is if they go, we were just watching you, daddy. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> creepy, man. Like, and, and we've talked about it before on the podcast. Like, I really do feel like kids have more of a connection to those kinds of things than, like, adults do. And maybe it's their imagination um, is just stronger than ours. And I, I, I don't know what the deal is, right? But, like, I feel like kids are, like, extra susceptible a demonic possession. Mm, I don't know about susceptible to demonic possession, but they are 
I don't know, can see stuff I think we can't see, you know? Well, I'll say this, like, whenever you see, like, uh, Exorcist movies, yeah, it always seems to be a younger person. Not necessarily 100% like a child, like a, like a five-year-old child or something like that, like the example I just gave a second ago, right? But, like, I definitely feel like most of the time it is a younger person, you know, between the age of, like, 11 and 18 years old. Yeah. In almost every single Exorcist movie I've ever seen, that's always the case. Yeah. Right? It's never like a older person or a fully grown person. Not to say that it can't happen. Right? Um, and, of course, guys, today, you know me. I'm your, I'm your pop culture guy. Right? I'm going to bring up a ton of movies um, that, that have demonic possession that ranges from uh, very old to, like, very young. Right? Like... But I definitely feel like younger people are more susceptible uh, for a couple of reasons, right? The imagination thing, I feel like, is one thing. I feel like there's stuff, there's something about children where children can interact with supernatural things that we can't. Like, and I don't think it's their imagination. I don't know what it is. Um, and then the third thing, too, is like, and this is going to be a, this is going to be a kind of sounds bad one. Um, but kids aren't as familiar with faith as an adult would be. So I feel like they would be easier to trick uh, into inviting that kind of spirit in and not knowing what they're doing. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, man. Um, speaking of movies, there's so many good exorcism movies. Um, one, do you remember the, was it exorcism of Emily Rose? Did you ever see that? Oh my gosh, dude. Iconic. Cult classic. Yeah, yeah. So good. And like even this isn't really an exorcist movie, but it does have, you know, it it is about a, a kid who's like <sighs> pretty much the Antichrist. I don't know if you anybody's seen the Omen. The Omen series is is crazy. Yeah, dude. dude. <laughs> that yeah, that is so when he's like a little boy, dude, that that is crazy. And he ends up getting adopted by, like, the president of the country that he's living in or whatever at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very scary. Yeah. And I also think, like, there's some good ones coming out, too. I think the Russell Crowe has a good one coming out. I think it's called The the Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, and that's It based, might already be out. Yeah, that's it based, on a, out. It's a, based on a true story, too. It's the guy's name. Um, I'm probably going to butcher it. Um, it's Gabriel Moroth, I think is how you say it. Um, but he is claimed to have performed over a thousand exorcisms. That's crazy. Insane. And then of course the newest movie, um, about demonic possession, which is a lot of people have, I haven't seen it yet. Right. But I've seen so many clips. I feel like I've seen it kind of deal, you know? Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like when you're scrolling down the, the, uh, the Instagram rabbit hole. And you're seeing nothing but anime clips about Naruto, Hunter x Hunter, My Hero, uh, Black Clover. And you feel like you've watched the whole anime, even if you haven't watched the whole anime. Yeah. That's the, that's the kind of vibe I get from this. But it's nefarious. Uh, the new movie, it's a Christian movie, actually, from a Christian studio uh, with a Christian producer and director. And um, it is a Christian movie in the same sense that uh, Courageous and, and some others are Christian movies. Yeah. Um, but it, it's about a serial killer 
uh, and or particular murderer, if that's what you want to call him, um, who is possessed by a demon. Yeah, I watched that clip, man, and it, it's pretty chilling. I mean, it's, I, I, I mean, I have no words. It, it really freaked me out. I mean, but it's, I mean, everything he says, and I mean, it's, it's, gosh, so true, you know, like what he's saying. Yep, yep. And then what is, um, there was, a, there was, what is, there is a famous radio slash TV voice. He did so many. Now I can't think of it, and I keep pausing because I keep thinking it's on to my tongue. Um, but he talks about the devil and what the devil's like plan is. But it was recorded in like 1961 or something. Hmm. Maybe it's like Paul. Paul Harvey. <gasps> Paul Harvey. Yes, dude. That's it. If I were the devil, have you ever heard that? I have not actually. You've never heard if I were the devil? No. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're about to listen to it right now then. Okay. Um here, here. I'm gonna I'm gonna share my I'm gonna share. Um so that way you can hear it and the people on the podcast can hear it. But we're gonna listen to if I were the devil. Um this was done by Paul Harvey. It was done in like 19. Let me see when it was published before I say something not that I don't mean. If I were the devil published. Let's see. Trying to see when this was published by Paul Harvey. Um, 1965. April 3rd, 1965 is when the broadcast went out. Well, 1965, okay? Yep. So here, we're going to listen to it, and then, and then we'll conversate on this before we dive deeper into demonic possession. All right. Because I feel like I feel like the devil's mission um, has a huge impact on demonic possession, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, let's listen to this. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. The. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. 
If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want it until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. Thus, I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Bro. Dude. That. Crazy. Man. 1965. Yeah, yeah. Is when that was published. I mean, some I mean, some of the stuff he was saying was happening back in the 60s, but I mean, lot dude. Today that is today like gosh. Oh man. A lot of it is today it it's literally uh where 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 is this one? I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I would sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. And I would tranquilize the rest with pills, yeah. right? He's saying that, like, I, I, I assume ladies and gentlemen of distinction is just good, upstanding people, right? Yeah, yeah. You can go to the liquor store and get liquor right now. Yeah. Right? And then tranquilize the rest with pills. That could be anything. That's That doesn't mean just, like, people who have a drug habit. Yeah. That could be ADHD meds, uh, anxiety meds, depression meds. That could be anything. Yep. And then um, the one that really got me when I first heard this, when I first heard this, the part that got me the worst, uh, let's see if I can find it. Hold on. And so I can read it back for you verbatim. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I oh, know I'm, I'm reading along on your screen too. So, Okay. It says, if I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young in intellects, but neglect to discipline emotion. Yeah. I'd tell teacher to let those students run wild. And before you knew it, you'd need drug-sniffing drug dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Yeah, dude. There was no school shootings in the 1960s. No, no, no. None. None. That I was like unheard of. I don't. I don't think there was ever any reported in the 1960s. Or I don't think in the 60s after. they had metal detectors at schools. I mean, this. That's my, what I'm saying. My dad was in school in the 60s, right? In high school, and I, yeah. I, I know for a fact that he used to say, "Oh, you know, we should take our shotguns to school because we go hunting after school." You know, that was like a Dude, normal thing to do. 
even my dad, my dad was born in the 1960s. He went to high school in, you know, late 1970s. Yeah. And that was still the case. So to, to, to have published this broadcast talking about the, is he directly talking about school shootings? No. Right. Yeah. Is it assumed for sure? Yeah. Right. And then prisons overflowing. That wasn't happening in the 1960s. Yeah. Right. Uh, getting God out of schools and courthouses. That stuff didn't start happening until the early, you know, early to 2010s. Uh, maybe in like late nineties, they were, I think, I can't remember. I mean, we, we always said pledge of allegiance and yeah, God yeah. we trust and everything like that. Right. Yeah, like yeah. You, you, we still had Bible study clubs and stuff in school. So, but now you can't have a Bible study club in school. You can't have and And guys, I'm going to preface this. This isn't a hundred percent about uh, Christianity, right? That is true for every religion in school. Yep. It's true for Judaism. Um, it's true for Islam. It's true for Christianity. It's true for uh, uh, Mormons. Like you can't have any sort of religion in school at all now. Um, but yeah, man, it it, it definitely it. And then the the where it was talking about turning um, churches against themselves and families against themselves and countries against themselves until each in its turn are consumed. Yeah. Right. Like we have more turmoil in America now than we ever have. Right. Yeah. And I'm not even that old. Right. I remember when 9-11 happened. I was in fifth grade. I remember that Christmas. After 9-11 happened, we were driving to Clarksville, Tennessee to go spend Christmas with my dad's parents. And on the whole ride there on the interstate, every single car had an American flag. And I'll never forget, we got to Nashville. And my favorite part of Nashville, where the AT&T building is, it's the Batman building, right? Yeah. We were in a standstill traffic, and I remember sitting in the middle of my parents' seat console looking out the front windshield and every single car had an American flag on it. Yeah. Every single car. And so I feel like there's so many things now dividing the country. There's political views. There's um, racial views. There's gender views, sexuality views. I feel like there's no way to have an open conversation um, every everybody is being persecuted. Yeah, I mean, they're even pushing it so far to where, like, if you're, like, have patriotic feelings and you're, you know, if you claim to be a patriot, then, you know, you get lumped in with these, like, um, right, 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 right extremists and stuff, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and and the same can be said about people that are tolerant, right? There are people that, on the left that are just about tolerance for everybody. Uh, and then they get lumped in with extreme, like extremists on the left end as well. Yeah. Like the, um, right. What is it? What is that extremist group on the left? Um, Antifa. Yeah. Antifa. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we're not calling on any group guys. No, right? we're not. We're just we're, talking. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're just talking, um, about how there is no tolerance at all on either, on any side at any time. No. Um, and so I definitely feel like our country 
um, has more turmoil going on right now, like, like internal conflict than ever before. Yeah. Which and I this mean, is a side note, I'd, I'd, I'd want to say this real quick. This is a side note. I seen a video the other day about China. Yeah. And how they're using AI learning in classes about how kids have to wear these headbands that's, that tell the teacher whether they're paying attention. They have cameras that view to see how many times kids yawn or how many times kids look at their phone. Um, kids have chips in their uniforms to make sure that the, the school knows where they are at all times. They're in school 10 hours a day. Um, learn, I mean, and they're learning. Yeah. Guys, like, they're not fooling around. They're not just there to be there. Like, they are literally wearing equipment to make sure that they're paying attention and learning. Guys, that's real bad for us. Yeah. Right? Because the generation that they're raising versus the generation that we're raising is completely different. Yeah. Um, and this is not to, again, I want to preface this because I don't, I, guys, we are for everybody. Yeah. We're for the people. We're, we're for everybody. There's not a hate-filled bone in either of our bodies. Um, but I, I do feel like we're worried about the wrong things. Yes, I think it is amazing to teach children tolerance, right? But at what cost? Yeah. At the cost of their education? You know, I, I think school should be for educating. Is tolerance part of that education? Absolutely, 100%. Right? But they also need to be learning on the next steps in the next generation of our country. AI, um, technology, money. Like, they have to start learning these things because these other countries like China are doing that. And no matter what your belief is about how children need to learn, um, if our children can't keep up with theirs, then we're going to be in a, our, our children are going to be a rough spot. We're not going to be, I'm not going to be in a rough spot, right? Like I'm probably going to be dead. Yeah. Right. But, but my children's children are going to be in a rough spot, man. Yeah, true. And so, but anyways, back to, back to the devil's mission. Well, yeah, I mean, well, um, this is all ties in. Cause I mean, it is the devil's mission to kind of, you know, separate everyone. Right? right. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing is, Man, if if you can turn people against each other, then it's it's much easier for him to like weasel his way in. Like, I mean, right. if you convince everyone that say, I'm not saying that all Christians are good. I mean, by far, Christians are some of the worst people I know. Like for real. But I mean, if you convince them that you know the moral, uh, what are, what are claimed to be the moral upstanding people are the bad guys. Then I mean you're you're winning, right? The devil's winning because right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, and the, and that's to say that I mean, dude, the I I I fully believe the devil has a huge grip on the uh, American church, especially because there's some of the worst people I've met claim to be Christians, and it just makes me sick. All these like prosperity gospels and stuff that are going on where they're just stealing people's money and you know it, it's it, it, I mean it just makes me so sick um, to see people like just using using people and taking people's money for the for the name of God 
that's that's not what it's about, right? I mean, don't that's get me wrong. Been happening for that's been happening for so oh, long. I know, I know, I know. But don't get me wrong, years. guys. Um, tithing and offerings are biblically based. You should get to the church because it's a nonprofit, and you know somebody's got to make the church run. And everyone has says, "Oh yeah, the pastor just wants money, dude. The pastor's got to live. He doesn't have another job. Being a pastor is a job, and he doesn't get paid if people don't give to the church." So I mean it's it's biblically based. It you should give to your church. Um I will say but, this, but though, now the pastors that have I've like been to, planes and, and that I've you don't been need to that. lots of churches where the pastor has a full time job and preaches on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I have too. Yeah. Like that you can do that, right? Like so I, I'm the, the the whole tithing thing I've always been on the fence about, right? Like I think just enough to keep the church up, but not enough to pay people. Yeah, is where yeah. I've always been, right? Like, pay the light bill, pay the mortgage if there is one, pay the water bill, um, have like an emergency fund just in case something goes wrong with the church. If your church has church grounds and cemeteries, pay to have those taken care of by landscapers and stuff like that. Um, and, and you know, sure, pay a pastor a reasonable salary, right? Like, I, I think anything over. And this is going to sound bad. I think anything <laughs> over like 50 is pushing it. I think that's pushing it. Um, I, I think that being a pastor is a full-time job. Um, and, and I'm sure there's going to be people out there say, well, you're a pastor seven days a week, 365 days a year. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, as somebody who has lived near a pastor who worked a full-time job, that's not true, right? Like, yes, can your congregation call on you at any time? I'm sure you will allow anybody to call on you for you to spend time with them, pray with them, have counsel with them. Um, I, I'm sure that's a, that, that happens all the time, I'm sure. Um, but not to the point to where you're working 24-7. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't happen. Um, I had a church where each year for pastor appreciation, they would send the pastor and his wife and their family on a cruise. It would cost the church like $7,000. That's yeah. ridiculous. That to me is ridiculous. Right. So anyways, to, to say, you know, yes, tithing is part of the Bible. It's mentioned, um, in so many areas, um, the, the, the church that I go to, uh, believes in speaking. Um, into their offering, speaking to their offering, not just uh, praying over it. So that's what we do every Sunday. Um, but I am, I will be 100% honest with you. I am not a fan of a church having, I can understand maybe a pastor getting paid a reasonable salary, but anybody outside of that, I think that um, you're, original reason for doing whatever you've been called to do, right? Whether it's praise and worship, whether it's a shepherd's team or some sort of security team at the church, whether it's sounds or lights or, or videography or whatever the case is, you being called to do that doesn't mean you get paid for it, right? Because then I feel like you're doing it for the money. You're not doing it for 
for the church to evangelize, to spread the gospel. Yeah. Um, to give praise to God, right? Like you're doing it. Oh, well, yeah, I am giving praise to God, but I also would like to get paid too. Yeah. No, I'm not a fan of that. So that's just my two cents on that whole, yeah. that whole thing. But anyways. Yeah. I'm, um, we'll, we'll stop talking about that just because, you know, there's so many, um, gosh, it gets really political. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, yeah. But um, people who take advantage of people for money is like 100% of the devil and shame on you for doing that uh, in the name of Jesus. Um, you're a bad person. Don't do it. Don't take advantage of people. The end. <laughs> um, but I will say this. So um, speaking of people taking advantage of people, I'm going to um, end with this. Um, everyone's going to know exactly who I'm talking to. Or talking, not not talking to, talking about. So there's this uh, televangelist, um, Kenneth Copeland. My uh, my grandmother and mother like thought he was like the best thing. Like I used to go with them. They would go to like um, see him. Like we'd drive and go like to different states and go watch him preach and stuff. And you know they have these like stadiums filled with people. You know, and he would preaching stuff but man dude his videos i mean if you look at his eyes that dude i mean if if the devil's not in that dude i mean i don't know i mean just looking at me he's the guy that's like COVID 19 i'm gonna use the breath of god you know that guy i'm talking about have you seen that video i don't know what you're talking about you don't know what i'm talking about no oh, i'm not familiar with like mega Oh, this was like everywhere, like on TikTok and, and Jakes. Yeah, this was on TikTok. This is on. I mean, he was like, you know, being made fun of because he was like doing. What's something. his name? His name is Kenneth Copeland. I think I know you. And he also has about. a. There's a video of him like with his. Um, he's like in a jet, and he's like talking about how. Yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, yeah. This he and he's at the airport and yeah, and, yeah. They questioned him. He's like, "Don't you say that about yeah?" This dude yeah. for sure has the devil in him, dude. Dude, that guy, no doubt, no doubt. For real, I mean, just uh, it, it's just, just disgust me. If it know? ain't the devil, it's something evil for sure. Because this dude is not of God. No, not at all, man. You couldn't, you couldn't convince me. And he's like talking about how he bought he bought the jet from, uh, gosh, what's his name, um, Medea. What's his name? Tyler Perry. Yeah, bought the Jeff from Tyler Perry, and he, he's saying like, Tyler Perry made this so cheap, I couldn't help but buy it and all this stuff. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I know who you're talking about, dude. Yeah, and the lady that he's with is that his wife? I guess I don't know. Golly, she's not that much better. I mean, dude, people who are, I mean, I guess evil. Or have something evil in them. You can just look in their eyes. And you can just see it. You know, I mean, yeah. you can just see there's there's something back there that's that's not right. I mean, it's freaking me out because you got yeah. He has this open. He's sharing his screen with me, and I just see this dude's face. <laughs> it's, it's freaking me out right now because I mean, his eyes just look so evil, and that smile ugh, makes me sick. 
Okay, guys, <laughs> continuing right along. Enough with uh, televangelist. <laughs> um, On to demonic possession. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, this all fits in. I mean, okay, so there's a big discussion. I mean, if you're a Christian and the Holy Spirit lives in you, can you be possessed? What do you think about that, Ty? Of course. Of course, you think so? Yeah. So here's the thing is, is what what is that quote that Denzel Washington said? If you uh, if you want the rain, you got to deal with the mud too, right? Like I don't feel like you can be a Christian and not believe that demonic possession is a thing, and or believe that you're not susceptible to it. So okay, I'm gonna get into this real quick. <clears throat> so. The thing is, the Holy, if you are truly, you know, saved and the Holy Spirit lives in you, then it's, you can't have the Holy Spirit and like a demon living inside you at the same time, right? But there's a thing called demonic. Where's the rule? Where's that rule? No, I'm, this is just, I mean, it's, I don't know the rule per se, but that's just what everyone, you know, thinks. You can't have, God and the devil in you at the same time. But what you can have, you can be demonically oppressed. That means it's not really living inside you, but there's this spirit hanging around you and just, you know, just this grossness that, you know, it could be influencing you, making you angry. It's not like inside your soul, but it's, you're, you know, kind of trying to disconnect you from, from God and, you can't like hear God like you used to, like when you pray and so it's called, it's called demonic oppression. Yeah. I want to say this before we move on. I think everybody has a point, right? Like, I don't care who you are, uh, how godly you are or how rooted in your religion that you are. Everybody has a point, right? Yeah. To where they're going to do something or say something that is not of God, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because if, if something's of God, it can only be good. It can only be beautiful. It can only be, like, only th that is of God, right? And so I think it's crazy to think that just because you're saved and the Holy Spirit dwells in you, that, that you don't lust after people. That you don't envy other people. Yeah, but that's that not the same thing as possession. if somebody did something to you, yeah. It, it, but if that can live in you, then so can a then then so can evil spirits. I would say. Yeah, but that's it's not the same same thing. So, um, that's like sin, like lust, and all those are are like sins. Yeah, right. I, I get that. Theft. Right. Like, but what I'm saying is, but I'm talking about is, being is possessed, a, where there's actually a demon taking over your body. And, you know, living through you. Right. You know, that's, that's what, what I'm talking about. about. That's what I'm trying to finish my thought. Okay. Is it's a slippery slope. Right? Because demons and demonic possession, they, they happen when people are in a vulnerable state. Right? So, like, if you're filled with God... Um, or filled with the Holy Spirit, and you're and you're saved, and and just tragedy happens, and then um, something horrible happens that enrages you, or what? It's easy for you to 
be fall down a slippery slope. Oh, you're enraged. Then you do something. Then you give in. Then you're possessed. Right? Like, so, so here's the, then, then here becomes the question then that I would ask to you. Okay. If, is there a point to where you no longer have the, the spirit dwelling in you? Um, so here's the thing. So no, if you are truly saved, then the Holy Spirit would, if you, we, you know, you turn your ways, you're with the Holy Spirit forever. If you turn, if you turn away from Jesus and the Holy Spirit, then you never really were saved in the first place. You could have, oh, you could have talked to talk, that. talk to talk, walk to walk. Yeah, dude. That. Yeah. Totally. hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. If 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 you can talk the talk and walk the walk, you can go to church and say you're a Christian, but inside your heart, you never really believe. People do that all the time. I know people. I know people that like, like, you know, they prayed a prayer when they were a kid, but they never really believed. I I I know people. I had friends that like, you know, I never really believed in that. Anyways, you know, they they grew up as a Christian, but they're not. They're like totally the other side. But they well, were then never what about saved. contradictory things in the Bible? What do you mean? Okay. Let's say you're a man of God. You're a preacher. Yeah. Love thy neighbor. Love thy people. Um, but condemn marriage that's not between a man and a woman. No, yeah. And not even, let's say not even condemn. Not accept. Or not tolerate. Not be around. Right? Yeah. So if you don't tolerate homosexuality... Does that mean you don't have the spirit dwelling in you because you're not loving thy neighbor? So, it, I'm that that's a topic that I am going to tiptoe around and just say we should not talk about it. All right, let me put it to you a different way. Right, you have people in the Bible, um, like Abraham, who it took him forever to have a kid. He has a kid. God tells him to go to the mountain and sacrifice a kid. Yeah. Right. And Abraham's like, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. Right? Yep. And then God stops him and says, since you were going to do this, I'm going to bless you with all these kids and all this land and all these prosperous things. Right? Yeah. Okay. If, and, and I think it's all subjective, right? Because your spirituality is between you and God, and there's nobody that can condemn that bond. Right? Would you agree that that's a thing like spirituality, your spirituality is between you and God and there's nobody that can condemn that. I guess. I mean, yeah. Oh, uh, let me ask it to you this way then. It, because your, your thought process is, is like, if they ever turn away from God, if they ever turn away from God, they were faking it the whole time. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So, then let me ask you this. Is it appropriate for someone to say, I talked to God or God called me to do this thing? God called me to go down to the CARM, Knoxville Area Rescue Mission, and volunteer and help and evangelize and spread the gospel of God and try to get people to come to my church. Okay. You're saying like... Okay, so... It says in the Bible, like, like you, you do all these things in my name, 
But then Jesus will say, depart from me, your worker of iniquities. I never knew you. You can do stuff in the name of Jesus without believing in Jesus. You can cast out demons in the name of Jesus without believing in Jesus. People do it all the time. Witches use the name of Jesus. Just because you use it and you, you say it doesn't mean you believe and that he resides in you. But that's what, I'm, that's what I mean by it's all subjective, right? Because what you believe God is calling you to do and what you believe what God is telling you to do is right might be different than someone else. If God calls you to say, hey, live a godly life, give praise and worship, raise your children, be faithful to your wife, like these are all of God because they're good, right? Like yeah. we've established that, yeah. correct? Okay. But what I'm saying is it's like subjective is because if someone bashes homosexuality in their eyes, they think that that is what God tells them to do, right? Because God says marriage is between a man and a woman. And don't even talk about homosexuality. Just talk about like um, um, being equally yoked, right? Yeah. And, and so like that's like the church bashing people who are Christians getting married to people that are not necessarily not Christian, but not as uh, spiritually drenched in the Holy Spirit as their spouse, right? Like if, if you lead a church and, you, and you're going to people and saying, hey, I don't think you should be with this person because um, they're, they are part of Judaism, or I don't think you should be with this person because he's not been to church in two years, right? Like the Bible says that people should be equally yoked, Yeah. right? People interpret that all sorts of ways. People use it to race. People use it all sorts of ways, right? But the way we're using it now is just, the way I think it was intended is to be equally yoked in the spirit, which means be with someone who is as spiritual as you. Right. Basically yeah, pretty much. So, but you doing that, like, is that good? What do you mean? Is it good? So like, if you were a pastor at a church yeah. and there was young men and young women in your youth group who had, boyfriends or girlfriends or and or fiancés that they just got proposed to and you as the pastor go up to them and say, hey, I don't think that this is this is necessarily a good relationship unless he, we can get him in here um, and get him drenched in the Holy Spirit like you are. He's not been to church in two years. Do you know if he's been saved? He's not been saved. I don't think this is a good idea. Do you think that is good? Well, yeah. I mean, whenever I went through my uh, premarital counseling, we had to go through that. We had to you know, talk about ourselves and, you know, where we're at, um, you know, with Jesus and stuff and where our walk was. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a thing. I mean, if you go to a church for any period of time and you go through premarital counseling, then that, and that pastor knows you, he's going to like say, well, you know, this is, you know, could be an issue down the line, you know, all this stuff. So. But that's, that's what I'm saying. So you think that's good. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd not, not necessarily. Do you think it's good. acceptable then? I mean, I think it's acceptable. I mean, yeah, I think okay. that. Okay. You, I mean, so I mean, acceptable I, is going to be synonymous with good in this, in this case, right? Like I, I, I know what you're saying. Like that's in that, the way you keep saying it is the whole reason it's subjective because it could be good and it could not be good. Right. Which means that that preachers walk with God in that, his calling to God to evangelize to young people and make sure that they are equally yoked 
with someone who they're going to share the rest of their life with. Right. So like it could be good and it could not be good. Right. It's all subjective. And so that's what I'm saying. Like your walk with God can be different from somebody else's walk with God, or you could have the same, the equally yoked thing is a good example, right? You could use that to help bring people to God. And, and maybe a young woman's husband isn't saved. He comes to church. He becomes to know God. He gets saved and he becomes a godly man and a a man of the church. Um, Or you could use it to, to, like some people do, to say you shouldn't be with this person because you're of a different race. Um, Right. And, and I mean, that's, 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 but that's what I'm saying. It's all subjective. Yeah. That's who are are you to say that's not right. I mean, that's like, you know, the, like, like what we said before, people do a lot of bad things in the name of Jesus. Like, I mean, that's like the Ku Klux Klan's claim to be like a Christian organization, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's, and they're definitely it, like a demonic organization, you know. <laughs> but nobody knows what the translation is supposed to be. That's the thing, right? Like, th- there's no hard evidence to what equally yoked means in the Bible, right? It's assumed to be spiritually, right? But it it could mean, uh, it could mean ethnicity. It could mean height. It could mean weight. It could mean strength. It could mean it can mean a hundred different things, right? And nobody knows, right? And that's why it's all subjective because that whatever that person, but like you can't really challenge what other people believe because there's so many unknowns to the scripture, right? But you can always refer back and say, if it is of God, it is good. It has to be good, right? And obviously racism is not good. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, But... I yeah, so long answer to your question, but I I don't think if you ever turned away from God that you were never a godly person. I don't I don't think that's true. I think that man is given free will and you can believe in God and be saved and then if every single person in your family dies and Things happen that that turn you away from God because the devil tries to turn you away from God all the time, right? And in some cases, he is successful. That doesn't mean that you didn't have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're possessed by a demon either. That's what we're talking about. I didn't say it was mean you were possessed by a demon. But what I'm saying is I'm arguing the point that I think you can be possessed if you've had the Holy Spirit in you because you can turn away from God. That was the whole point. Yeah, but I I don't think you— We're going to have to agree to disagree on this because we're going to go all night. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just, I, I, I think, I don't think a demon and the Holy Spirit can live in you simultaneously. That's. I never said point. they could simultaneously. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you're saved, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Right. And, you know, I believe if you're saved, by the grace of God, then, you know, God always has grace for you, and that Holy Spirit is going to always be there. You see what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, but I disagree. I well, think, there's, there's a... I think it, 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 it's easy to... I think it's easy to say. It's easy it, to read a Bible yeah, story, but and be it's, like, God called me to sacrifice my son, and I was doing what God told me to do. 
God told me not to eat and I didn't. And I think when you get tested, some tests can be horrible, dude. And it can turn you away from God. I I don't think, but I don't think that, that you, that you weren't a godly person because you ended up turning away from God when all these things happened. Right. Like, because when somebody dies, is it, Oh, it was God's plan. Right. Like if, if, God, God forbid, right? If my mother died, oh, it's God's plan. My father dies, oh, it's God's plan. Oh, my wife and my unborn child dies, oh, that's God's plan. My grandmother dies, oh, that's God's plan. Like, I, I think that, and that's what I meant when I first said that I think everybody has a limit. And I think that at some point, everyone questions that, right? Like, so you, I think you can be 100% saved and and have the holy spirit dwell in you and then have a bunch of circumstances happen that makes you question your religion or makes you question in it, all, everything in general right and then you end up turning away from god because of it right but i don't think that means that you would never had the holy spirit dwelling in you i think that's crazy to think that i think it's it's crazy to think that you can have the holy spirit dwelling in you you can turn away from God. Something else happened in your life, and, and and you turn back to God. Yeah, but that that okay. So, I think you're confusing demon possession with like it's called falling away. I'm not it's, even. Ta- I'm not talking about. I know. Demon I know. You can backslide. That's called backsliding. So you can backslide where you're. You know, maybe you're not in the church for a while, right? You can backslide and come back, right? What I'm talking about is an actual demon demon living inside you. It's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about. I'm talking. So you have grace, right? God has grace for you. So you're saved. You know, you do some bad things and you ask for forgiveness. You're forgiven. You come back, right? It's sure. that's it. Once saved, you're you're always saved. You don't have to constantly ask Jesus to save you again. Like Jesus, please save me again. I was never really saved. I mean, if you believe that constantly, then maybe you weren't really saved in the first place. Right, He's, I'm. I'm not. Wasn't talking about that. I'm just talking about like demon, actual spirit living inside you. <laughs> I'm not talking about like you know the people who like may like go away from God for a little while and come back. That's not what I'm talking about at all. Okay, what if you backslide, do something that's not godly? Then can a demon come in you? I don't. Think what if so. you backslide? What if you were an addict? Right, you were never saved. Right, you were an, you're you've been an addict. Yep. Now you're 29. Yep. You get saved. You go to church every Sunday. You give praise. You give tithes. You become a godly person. You don't use foul language. You don't do ungodly things um, for 10 years, 20 years, and then one Sunday you don't go to church. That Sunday turns into two. Two Sundays turns into ten. Ten turned into thirty, and now you've done drugs again. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're demon-possessed. I know you're not demon-possessed, but does that mean now that a demon can slip in? No. Interesting. I mean, you can be oppressed. That would be oppression. Not How, how far can you backslide before you're not godly anymore? If, you, if you're saved, truly saved, you can never get away from God's grace. He's always going to be there. If you know Jesus as your Savior. If you're truly saved, he never leaves. 
And if you're truly saved, then all that that junk that was in you, the desires, are gone because Jesus is there. But you can be oppressed. Ah, come on, man. No, that's what that's, that's the whole true. thing of salvation is. I mean, you turn from your ways. Yeah, but if you're talking about that you can backslide into yeah, it. That, yeah, you can backslide, yeah. I'm saying if you... There's, then, that, you can be you oppressed. You just stay there. You can be oppressed by a demonic spirit. Like, there's spirits. They call out, like, there's a spirit of death. There's a spirit of um, lust. These spirits hang around you and try to get you to do bad things, right? Doesn't mean that they are possessing your body, you know? I mean, yeah, I, I'm not arguing that fact. Here's what I'm trying to ask you, Jason. This is what I'm trying to ascertain. And I think you've already answered it. You're saying that if you're saved, no matter what, ever in your life, no matter how far you backslide, no matter what you do, a demon could never invade you. Exactly. If you're truly saved. But well, like I said, there's you people... Saying, you keep saying the word truly. Yeah, like, but there's like well, I'm saying... What does that mean? That there's people that say that they are saved and they don't really believe it in their hearts. There's pastors out there that do this. That's why in the Bible it says whenever you die, and Jesus will say, you know, get away from me. I never knew you. But then you'll cry, but Lord, Lord, I did all these. I cast out demons. I, I, I preached your word. And he'll say, get away from me. I never knew you because. And I think that's, and I think that's a cop out. That's not a cop out. I think you saying, Hey, it's biblical. It's in the, it's in the Bible. But this is what I'm saying is, is I feel like that, that interpretation is like, that's like a catch all, right? You saying I am saved. As long as you don't do anything to contradict that, then yeah, you must truly be saved. But if you ever do anything to contradict that to the point to where I call your salvation into question, then you must have been faking it the whole time. No, I didn't like, say that. That's I, no, but that's what you're insinuating. That's no, what I'm saying. Like I'm saying the, a person can like, live a godly life, right? Never sin, but also never know Jesus. And when they get to the end, Jesus will say, get away from me. I never knew you. Because they didn't really, were, never were really saved. That can happen. I don't think... Just because you're saved doesn't mean you can't do bad things. No, it doesn't. You can do bad things if you're saved. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when it gets to the end, people who do good things are going to be going to hell because they weren't truly saved. That's what I'm saying. And people who are saved that are doing bad things will be in heaven because they were truly saved, but maybe they backslid and did some bad things, right? But they're forgiven by the grace. And that's, and that's but what they're I'm for, calling in the question. They're forgiven by grace of God. Blood. I mean, you so can kill someone you, and get forgiven for it. You can be forgiven for anything if you're truly saved. Because there's grace. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm with you, but I'm not with you at the same time. Because I feel like you could be, and this goes back to the argument of how you can't really argue someone else's like salvation because if someone's truly saved, right? Let's say that they're not all the way there in the head and they feel like their child is doing stuff that isn't godly and they punish them severely to the point to where the child dies. Um, but they're saved like, and they think what they did was 
for God because the child was doing ungodly things and they punished the child for it. The child was looking at things lustfully or doing that. Like, and you see this kind of stuff in the news all the time, right? But like, what'll happen is exactly what you said. People will go, ah, oh, well, they weren't really saved. They wouldn't have done that if they were really saved, right? But like, if that person's mindset, if that person's mind isn't right, but they truly believe they are saved that by, by the grace of God, right? Like, that, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, how, and, and obviously, like, this is the last point I'll say, and then we'll move on to the, to the demonic possession part. Because I feel like this one question has turned into like an hour conversation. <laughs> it's but, good though. I mean, it's a good but, conversation. But to have. it is it is crazy to think that you can be saved, truly saved, and then never turn your back to God. Because I feel like you can truly be saved and you can turn your back to God. I mean, you can turn your back, but if you're truly saved in your heart then you you will never truly turn your back all the way from God. I don't think you can go, oh, I'm a, I believe in Jesus, I'm saved, and then next day you're worshiping the devil and, like, you know, you're part of the, the satanic church. Hey, that, man, you're backsliding. You were no, no, that, before, that's something and different. now you're saved, and now you're backsliding. No, that— You can that, come back anytime you want. Yeah, but backsliding uh, into the satanic church is something a little different than just backsliding. That that person well, wasn't and saved that, for— And in, now you—well, see, there, you just answered my question. Yeah, yeah, that person— Until it's not ethically acceptable by you and or—and or, and, or, and I'm not trying to single you out— until it's not accept, until it's not acceptable by the Christian church at large— that that's when it is not all of a sudden. Oh well, you weren't really saved. No, listen. You don't know that though. You don't know that. You can't know somebody else's journey or spirituality or salvation. You can't know their salvation. You can read a, a verse from the Bible all day long that says, "Well, I, I turn when they go to the gates of heaven. Oh, I never knew you. Whatever, whatever." You can never. You cannot. And, and 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 I mean people on earth. I don't mean you personally. Yeah, I can never know I, what people but, are like. But nobody can never question anybody's salvation. So for somebody to say you yeah, you can backslide, but if you go to worship in Satan again, that's too far. You can't go that far, but you can go this far. No, that's I wasn't you, but no, I'm not talking about you specifically. Yeah, yeah. But that is the church's way of of setting a limit, right? You, According to the Bible, there is no limit. If you know God, you know God, right? You can't say, oh, if he goes and rapes a child, or oh, if he goes and worships Satan, oh, he goes and kills dogs. He's not, he wasn't really saved because that's what people do, right? That's what the church does. The church will let you backslide to a point. Oh, you did a little bit more heroin. No big deal. It's okay. Oh, you drank a little bit more. That's okay. We can come back from this. Oh, you got mad. And you got in a fight with a guy. That's okay. We can come back. Whoa, whoa. You said, what, Satan? Nah, nah. You weren't really saved. Get away. Go away. Like, you, there's no way the church can question somebody's salvation. And that's what I'm talking about. You just proved my point. That there is a set point somewhere along the line, right? And for, for, for you personally, right, that was sat satanic worship. That was right? because I already. Well, I, I, I was giving an example. I didn't say that. Well, you said, but you said murder was fine, not fine, right? Let, let me prep. Hold no, on. No, I, I said, said you wrong. can get forgiven that, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't get forgiven for worshiping the devil. That's Dude. a sin. 
a, a false prophet, but you can come back from that. No. If Listen. you're truly saved. Yeah, you can, dude, you can, you, I'm just saying, if you're truly saved, you're not going to go worship the devil. But what if, if you're, you're worshiping the devil, worship, you can come what, back and you can get saved. Yes. What if you're not? What if you're not truly worshiping the devil? I mean, it's vice versa. The same thing. If you're not truly worshiping the devil, you're not truly and, worshiping and that, God. What that, you know? That proves my whole point. You can't. You can't know that. Yeah, I'm not and questioning so if somebody could know if someone else is saved. So that's what I'm saying. You can't set a point and say, "Oh, devil worship is too much." Uh, this is all hypothetical, and it's like obviously. Not, I know, but I mean, you, it's like, I mean, okay, I'll put it here, okay? If you read the Bible, <laughs> if you read the Bible, there's a bunch of bad people that were God's chosen people. There's murderers, there's adulterers, there's, um, there's prostitutes. I mean, all these people are big time sinners and they're the chosen people of God. You know? Okay. That's all I'm saying. The end. <laughs> all right. So on to the on to the next portion of our conversation. All right. I don't I I don't know if we can come back from this. <laughs> Dude, I don't know about you, but like just talking this much makes me thirsty, and that brings us into today's sponsor. Uh guys. Check out uh, Liquid IV. I drink it. You should drink it. It keeps you hydrated. If you've had, if you work out, if you go on hikes, if you go on walks, if you talk too much on a podcast, you could use Liquid IV. One stick of Liquid IV has 16 ounces of water hydration and it hydrates you two times as fast or as efficiently as water does alone. Uh, it contains five essential vitamins: B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Um, you can get 20% off of a liquid IV order. If you go to liquidiv.com and use code AFK discussions, or you can use our affiliate link that will be in our link tree after you finish your, this episode of the podcast. Yeah, man, I love liquid IV. So I've been refing soccer, um, for my kids and gosh, I, I, I seriously, even before, you know, we were approached, I use liquid IV. It, it's a great, it's a great product. I love it. And also, you know, my favorite flavor is the watermelon because liquid IV has a little bit of a salty flavor and it's so good with watermelon. So, man, I mean, gosh, we we went off a little bit and let's, we're going to try to bring it back now, guys, because um, we had a, like a, a huge theological debate and um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, I I enjoyed it because I like getting into the weeds and and talking, uh, talking about stuff like that. Um, which is good, you know, because you can. It's hard to talk about religion without getting mad at people, and that can just show you how you know tying our our dynamic is. Because you know we're we're not pissed off at each other because oh I'm pissed. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm bad as hell, dude. <laughs> I mean, some people would really get mad about our discussion, you know. But um, I mean, I just want to say one last thing. I mean, dude, I love everyone, no matter who you are. I love you, and I, I believe Jesus loves you no matter where you're at. So one thing in the Bible that really, like, I don't know, it's it's just an awesome story because it, it just shows, like, the power of God. And that's one thing, if you look throughout, like, any religion, um, any anybody who, not even believers in, 
in Christianity. Whenever, you know, demons, ghosts, aliens, whatever, they will all tell you the same. Bigfoot, I mean, dogman, everyone will say that if you're having an experience and you say in the name of Jesus, that ends it. It stops it right there. The name of Jesus has so much power behind it. Even if you don't believe in Jesus, his name alone is enough to stop whatever's happening to you. Um, you can use Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ, Yeshua. I mean, all that. I mean, his name is power. So there, I'm going to paraphrase, and I will read some directly from the Bible. But um, there's a story in Mark 5, and um, it's, it's the story of a possessed man. He was living among, like, like the dead, pretty much. Um, like the, there's these tombs in the mountains and he was, he was like living in there and he was like taking stones and cutting his body. And so, um, I'm going to start reading at, uh, chapter six or not uh, chapter six, verse six, Mark five, verse six, seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him and shouting with a loud voice. He said, what business do we have here with each other? Jesus, son of the most high God. I implore you, by God, do not torment me. For he had been saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. That's Jesus saying to the man, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And he was asking him, What is your name? And then he said to him, My name is Legion, for we are many. And that, that, that is awesome. And uh, just like the power that Jesus had over this. So that means like Legion, there's like hundreds, if not thousands of demons in this man. So um, I'm just going to paraphrase now for the rest of it. There's these pigs that come along and Legion's like, you know, don't, don't send me away. I would rather be put into these horde of swine than to be sent out, sent out of the city. So um, Jesus cast him into the, the pigs and uh, the pigs run, and they jump off this cliff and, and die. So, you know, that's, that's very much the end of it. But that's just one story of, of demon possession in the Bible, and um, just it's, it's, it's interesting to me. And the most interesting thing was when we were actually doing our um, exploring with Phil, um, we were in the car driving away from a church, and the, um, the word bank says, Legion. That's all it said, and it freaked me out. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, the man? whole the whole so I think that there's so many references to Legion in so much pop culture. Like there's so many movies, um, including the new movie, um, Notorious, that refers to Legion. Um and I and, and like you said again, uh, I, I've never seen a real exorcism happen. I've never watched a tape of a real exorcism. Um, so I I'd, obviously in exorcisms in Hollywood videos that I've seen, uh, the name of Jesus Christ has a lot of power. You know, the power of Christ compels you, and by the name of Jesus, tell me your name. And uh, they're always using the name of Jesus Christ to sort of leverage. Um, you know, either to get the demon out or to get answers on who the demon is so that it, they can cleanse that person of the demon. Um, but it is, 
definitely one of those things to where like this is this is like the skeptic in me, right? Like if you expel a demon, right? Like just in this verse, they expelled it, it went into the swine. Yeah. Who's to say if you don't expel it out of a person, it can't just go into somebody else that's like right there. Well, I mean there's like how do you how do you truly get rid of it? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there's that theory that it can jump from person to person. Um, I'm not an exorcist. I don't I don't pretend to be one, not even on TV. I don't pretend to be an exorcist. I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, and, you know. <laughs> that brings us to our second sponsor of the video. No, I'm, I'm just kidding, kidding. guys. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of exorcism. I mean, in the movies, you see, like, demons would jump out from one body into another person, you know. Um, I don't know how all that works. Scary, though. It's scary. And, and, so, uh, let me ask you this, actually. We're going to, no, let's finish this thought. Let's finish this thought. Okay. And then I'm, I, I got a thought after this. Um, but, yeah, dude, it, it's, to think that there are hundreds, if not thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of demons in this one person, um, and they're using the name of Jesus Christ just to get it out. Insane. Yeah. It just shows you how much power the you know the name of Jesus has behind it. Yeah. But um, yeah. So Yeah, it's so demonic possession is so crazy because I mean, I don't think I've ever been in the presence of someone who's demonically possessed. Um, Every day I go to work, I, there's someone there just like that. Probably there is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean, the, you don't know, but I mean, you can, like I said before, you can just look in someone's eyes and see that like something's, something's not right, you know? Sure. Um, or you just, you just see like evil. And uh, so my kids, like when they're smaller, you know, because I've I've always talked about Bigfoot and all kinds of stuff and monsters and vampires. You know, I'm, I love that stuff. And uh, you know, they're like, "Daddy, monsters aren't real, are they?" And I'm like, "Guys, monsters are real." Um, and they're like, "Werewolves and stuff." And I was like, "Well, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I like to believe that those are real, which you know, I I, I believe more that they're real than they're not real." But I'm like, kids, there's a lot, like, people are monsters in general. And you got to be careful out there because you never know what is living inside somebody. (laughs) I mean, if you just think about, like, so, like, the mass murderers, like, John Wayne Gacy, all these people that are just, like. That's a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a mass murderer. Well, I mean, he murdered people by mass. I mean, he's a serial mass killer, Mass <laughs> murder and serial killing is not the same, buddy. Yeah, so serial killer, John Wayne sure. Gacy, and, um, I mean, all these... Dahmer. Like, Dahmer. I mean, all these people, dude. I mean, they Bundy. are... Yeah, they are legit monsters, and they are real. And, I mean, that's... And no doubt in my mind, these people are, you know, 100% demon-possessed. It has to be. Has to be. I mean, who? I mean, that's beyond dis- disturbed. I mean, the sick stuff that they did. You know, what are your thoughts on that? 
<laughs> Do I believe they're possessed? No. Um, I think human beings are just capable of very awful, awful things. I think human beings are capable of very awful acts. Um, I just, you never know, like, in, and being a former police officer, dude, you see levels of violence that are just unreal. And, and you just, and when I say violence, I mean, pure, just pure violence. Um, and I think that's just part of human nature, if I'm being honest with you. I think that there are some that are predators and there are some that aren't. Um, and that's just the way things are, dude. I feel like, you know, I look at it just like dogs, right? Like, you can have a sheep dog that protects flocks, or you can have a wolf um, that is just a predator, right? It kills other wolves. It kills other animals. It just, I mean, just vicious, just violent, right? Um, so I, I think that's just human, like, obviously that's not a hundred percent human, but I, I just feel like that's just human nature. I feel like we are just violent creatures, um, to begin with. I don't think it has anything to do with demonic possession. Now, is it, could it be suggestive by the devil or demons? Sure. Do I think someone's straight possessed? Eh, nah. I think that, uh. I mean, I don't think the devil has to possess you to do something like that, right? He just can stray you from the path, promise you something that, you know, isn't real, right? And you do these horrible things. Like, there's, I mean, you got to think about it, man. There's people out there right now. If I give you $100 million, would you kill three people? Dude, there's going to be a ton of people that say yes, right? And they say, oh, well, you can't just kill the three people. You got to skin them alive. You got to break their bones. You know, you got to cut their tongues out. You got to do all this like awful stuff to these people, right? People do that for money. You know, they're not possessed by demons at all, right? So I just think that you could be suggested to do things like that. Um, But also, too, I think it's psychological, right? Like, I've never met a psychopath before, but I've seen a lot of interviews with psychopaths, mm-hmm. like men, women, adults, children, black, white, and they're all just the same. They're all just, it's almost like, it is almost like possession. A psychopath, I will say, is almost like possession. It's almost like nobody's there, but somebody's there. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's the craziest thing that I think I, I've ever said, and, and you can't wrap your mind around it, right? Like, I could not fathom. Like, dude, if I'm walking down the hallway and my dog is, like, walking underneath me and I step on his little paw, dude, my heart breaks. Yeah. Right? These people are literally flaying people alive and have no remorse whatsoever. Yeah. Right? Like, so could a psych... And I don't... And... and I don't think you have to be a psychopath to be a serial killer. I think that you could be mentally ill and be a serial killer. I don't think that you have to be a psychopath, but 
I think there's an argument to be made to say that, hey, psychopaths are uh, possessed by demons because it is unreal. The just the, their their personality, their facial expressions, their their the, the way they talk, the way they do things. It is just it doesn't seem human. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's go back to this now. Okay. Okay. So psychopaths, right? So sure. I'm sure there's different levels, like not like a psychopath is not like a killer, but a psychopath on a different level. Like, you know, what you were just talking about, like what like looking at someone it seems like someone else is in control and the way they're smiling and the way I mean, like go back to that Kenneth Copeland guy. I mean, just does that I mean, is that sort of like under the same umbrella as psychopath, you know, just the way he acts and the way, you know, he controls people and, you know, the manipulation, yeah, think, you know, I think psychopathy can like manifest in different ways. Sure. I yeah. mean, I think that you, just because you're a psychopath doesn't mean you kill people, yeah. right? Like you can be a psychopath in in other ways. Um, but I think, I think the common denominator is no remorse, right? Like, I think that there are some people that are at the top of of the world money wise that are psychopaths that yeah, are yeah. just like so ruthless they'll put people out of homes they will like just the worst financial like struggles or anything you could think of um people who sell sex slaves right yeah. people who sell people like that's psychotic I think you know so yeah, no, I definitely think that you can be a psychopath and not be a serial killer. If that's what you were asking, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I can get behind that. Yeah, so, I mean, that's also, I mean, you're talking about people who are, you know, really wealthy and, you know, that has no remorse. I mean, you know, like, the love of money, you know, is the root of all evil, you know? It's that <laughs> that whole thing, you know? Um thinking necessarily it's a love of money i think it's a love of just worldly things no i'm just right? saying because that's that's the bible verse the love of money is the root of all evil you know yeah but that's what i'm saying i was like it doesn't necessarily have to be money either for some people it could be just drugs like i think money is a route to get to things like um sexual pleasures or drugs of some sort and that could mean any sort of drug alcohol anything like that right um it could be to get something as simple as trading cards right like i know people that would kill somebody to have like certain collections of cards or or you know whatever so i think i don't think it's necessarily money i'm not disagreeing with the bible here i'm just saying that like i think money can get all those things so that i think it's all lumped in there but like i don't think it's necessarily money yeah i think it could be anything that the person just wants. Yeah. That kind of goes back to, you know, you don't worship false idols. False idols don't mean other, just other gods, right? No, no. It can, it can mean money. It can mean your, your, the PC that you spent $10,000 building. It could be, you know, the, the $2,500 modern deck that you have, or the, you know, the $50,000 vintage, MTG deck that you bought, right? It can mean all sorts of things. Yeah. But here's here's my question. This is what I was going to ask a little bit ago, and I wanted to get through that thought that we had. What do you think 
that possession can only be demonic. I mean, I don't know what else there would be. I mean, I mean, I guess the Holy Spirit possesses possesses you. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, exactly. People speaking in tongues, and yeah, yeah, that's what. That's where I'm going. Right? Do you feel like possession can happen other than demonic? I mean, I guess if you, I mean, if you're talking about the Holy Spirit, yes. But I mean, I don't think there's anything other than those two. That you don't think? Do you think an angel can possess somebody? Mm, that's a that's that's a fine line there. I don't I don't know where to say where to go on that. I don't think I think angels can take physical appearance, but I don't think they can possess a human body. What about like you know? It, it, I think it's again we're going down a rabbit hole, boys. Hold on. <laughs> um. I think it's kind of foolish to believe that demons can possess people, but angels can't. I think what you're trying to say is angels can, but they wouldn't. Is that what you're, is that what you're inferring or you just straight up don't think angels can? I don't, I'll say, I don't know. Right. But I say, I don't know, but then angels can take physical appearance though. So why would they need to possess someone? That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Like, what if? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what circumstance there would be for an. Then, and I think that's why it's hard to wrap your head around because you can't think of a circumstance or a situation where an angel would need to um, possess someone to get something across, right? But I think it's possible if you can be possessed by the Holy Spirit. And you can be possessed by the de- by demons, and you can be possessed by the devil. I think that there's a reasonable expectation to believe that you could be possessed by an angel. Mm. I I just don't think so, but that's just, that's just my belief. So I have to agree to disagree on that. What makes you not think that though? Because if because in- demons can take physical form too, just like angels can, right? Like that can't be your only argument. I mean, I don't know if demons can take um, physical appearances. I mean, as in like human form. I mean, I believe that you know the the alien greys are are demons. That's what the physical appearance of a demon. That's what I believe. Um, but the Antichrist has to get here somehow, right? But the Antichrist is a demon. It's a human. Exactly, possessed- but it's. A human but possessed by in, the and most, but isn't in like most circumstances, it's a spawn of a demon, though. What the the antichrist? Like the antichrist? Yeah. No, not not necessarily. It's just, I mean, it doesn't say in the Bible who like it's it's a human. Well, the devil took a physical form. Yeah, but I As mean, a serpent in the garden. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's a fallen angel. Demons and fallen angels are different. Demons are the spirits of the fallen angels. Like, say, the fallen angel dies. You know, they were wiped out in the flood. The demon is the disembodied spirit of a fallen angel. So you don't... So let me just make sure I'm summarizing this correctly. You believe that a demon cannot take a physical form, but an angel can. A demon can possess people, but an angel can't. So, okay. 
I'm going to the meat suit theory. Um, so a lot of people believe like that, you know, demons have to have a body to, to possess someone. I mean, he has to have a, a body, um, whether that's a person or like a, like a, what people say a meat suit, like, you know, like the gray alien, like people, they, they say that's not, that's like a, a body constructed so that, uh, or a body grown so that a demon can inhabit it. I'm reading a verse from Revelations right now. That's why I'm so quiet. Guys. I know, and I know. Says, I'm, I'm Andy, Andy opens the pits of the abyss, uh, and there went up a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And out of the smoke came forth locust upon the earth. And power was given to them as the scorpions of the earth power. So does that mean, like, this is trying to say that, like, the demons were in the pit, the demons were the smoke, and then the demons were the locust, which means they took a physical form. Yeah. Right? But... Okay. So, but, like, there's no... And and just what we're referencing here, guys, I don't know who this dude is writing this. I'm not a, I'm not a theologist, right? Like, I'm, this dude's name is Don Stewart. Shout out to you, my boy. Um, blue letter Bible, uh, dot org. It's an organization. It's gotta be true. It's on the internet. <laughs> Just so you know, guys, you cannot, you cannot debate this. This is 100% fact, but it's basically saying that there's no biblical evidence, um, of demons ever taking physical form. Um, and that, you know, they might need bodies, but again, just like everything that's biblical, there's a verse somewhere that says it can be done. There's a verse somewhere that says it can't be done. And then there's another verse that says um, it was done and then undone and then done again. So um, there's no real call out to it. But I would be willing to bet that angels can possess people. I don't know. I'm still still going to say no on my side. <laughs> I'll give you a good scenario. I'll give you, here's the scenario. What if an angel possessed a doctor to help perform a surgery that otherwise would have been impossible to save, to save somebody? I don't think that the uh, angel would possess the doctor. I think so. Why not? That's, I mean, okay. We're going to get back. Is possession bad? We're going to, here's, then here's my next, all right, so hold on, let's stop. All right, I need to know before I can go on with this. Do you believe possession is bad? Um, demonic possession, yes. If you're talking about the Holy Spirit living in you. I'm talking about possession, period. Do you think possession is bad? Yes or no? I mean, I don't think that the Holy Spirit living in you is necessarily possession because it doesn't take over your mind, right? Demonic possession takes over your mind and works your body. Jason. Do you so, think possession is bad? Yes, yes or no? Yes. Demonic possession okay. is bad. Okay. No, no, no. Do you think possession of any kind is bad? Yes or no? Do you think possession is inherently bad? 
Yeah, if, if something's taking over your body 100%, yes, it's bad. Okay. Interesting. So, but what about when you're possessed by the Holy Spirit? Yeah, it's not taking over your body. Well, I got some Baptists down the street that would disagree. What, what, what do you mean? Speaking in tongues. That's not taking over no, your body. You're still speaking. Having, having, having flailing around, having no control. And they come to and they say, I wasn't in control. The Holy Spirit took control of me. Yeah. That's well, what they're, that's what they're yeah, saying. I'm yeah. not saying it. They're saying it. Yeah. They're saying they, they had no control. Yeah, but so that, that, they, so it, okay. I'm just going to say Baptist doesn't, they don't believe in, in that. So anyways, well, I mean, non-denominational do it too. Yeah. But the Baptist, um, it's more non-denominational and like charismatic than the Baptist church. Well, I've seen a lot of Baptist churches that the Holy Spirit gets in them and the fire is set, set on them. The Holy Spirit sets fire to them. And they come to, and they're like, I, I had no control. The Holy Spirit took control of me. I've been to a Baptist church, and that's happened. So you can't say that it, it doesn't happen at Baptist churches. Well, I mean, I can be tell like, you right now, it does happen at predominantly black Baptist churches a lot. Yeah. So I think those are called full gospel Baptist churches. All I know is it's called yada, yada, yada Baptist church. Yeah. So then that brings me to my point. If they say that they've lost control, so let's establish another point. Do you think they're lying? I don't know. I mean, that's, man, th these questions are like a trap. <laughs> they're not a trap. It's, it's, it's either you think they're lying or you don't. Like, it's not a trap. There's no wrong answer. I'm just trying to combat your answers with your answers. Right, like because you can't give me conflicting. Well, possession is bad. It it is bad. Well, unless you're possessed by the Holy Spirit. But then, well, if you're possessed by the Holy Spirit, you don't lose control. But this person said they lost control when they were, you know, possessed by the Holy Spirit. Are they lying? So, okay, speaking in tongues. Okay, let's let's take it one at a time. Okay, I grew up in a charismatic church, so let's hit it. Okay, so speaking in tongues is. You have a word inspired by God, and you speak in another language, right? And then you have someone else in the church that translates. That's what speaking tongues is. But no one is taking control of your body and making you do it, right? I mean, you're. Not, I mean, you can't tell me, right? I don't know. Yeah. It's and it's. Um, even it, let's let's say it's not even speaking in tongues. Let's say somebody's just going up there going crazy. Yeah. Those spirits got control of them. They come, they you know, you're like, Andy, calm down, calm down. You're going, you're you're going a little too. We will love praise and worship. We're going too hard. You hit Janice in the face. <laughs> I've seen and those then you videos. get it, and then and then you like finally get them, and then you and then you finally get him calm down. He's the Holy Spirit. I don't I don't know what happened to me. The Holy Spirit possessed me. Yeah. Is is Jonathan lying? Or was he possessed by a demon in church mm. hitting Janice? I don't know, dude. I'm just going to have to say I don't know because I don't know. All right. We're going to put a pin in that one. You're going to, I need some answers. 
Well, you're going to have to talk to somebody smarter than me. Next episode, dude, I need some answers from you, buddy. <laughs> um, and that's, and, and that's, you just proved my point that I was trying to say earlier is you can't call into question somebody else's faith or salvation, right? You don't know whether he was possessed by the Holy Spirit. There's no way for you to know. Just like there's no way for you to know if somebody's saved and, and devil worshiping and then they're saved again. Yeah, like, you know, you don't know. You can't call that into question. I never, like you can, yeah. but what I, I never said that I called it into question. That was, a, that was the whole point. No, that wasn't. I'm the point. saying you, did, you said that they weren't saved to begin with. Yeah, I didn't, but I never called anybody into question. But that's, I, you're I don't questioning know. somebody's salvation. I if, never questioned somebody's salvation. I'm saying, listen to me, listen. This is what you said. That if somebody is truly saved in their heart, they're always saved. Yes. Right? But if they do something like devil worship, they weren't really saved anyway. That that's all hypothetical. I'm that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know. That's the, you calling their salvation into question. But I'm not calling about? anybody's salvation in question because I'm, I'm obviously all hypothetical. You're not calling John's obviously, <laughs> yeah. dude. I'm not. It's of course it's hypothetical. Now, but if I'm, I'm talking to is, someone in person and I, I could like, I may call somebody like, "No, dude, you weren't saved in the first place." I may do that. Yeah. Everybody, to Jason somebody, has never told anybody that they that they are not really a Christian. I have not That's ever. Not what I'm I have saying. never said That's, that. That, I know that. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. You're not grasping the concept here. I'm saying theoretically that you're theoretically you said you said this theoretically not real. Okay. Yep. That they weren't really saved to begin with. Yeah, I did say that exactly. I don't believe. How can you? But I don't how believe. can you say that though? How can you say that though? But then answer I don't know to whether or not homeboy is possessed by the Holy Spirit. Because it's the same thing. You're you can't question his faith or like 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 you're you're literally saying, well, I can't question whether he, he was possessed by the Holy Spirit. I can't question his faith. I can't question his conviction. That's what you're saying. But you are saying I can question somebody's salvation. If they do this, I can. I, then they weren't really saved to begin with. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, it's hypothetical. You've never said that to anybody in your life. I get it. Yeah. Right. But what I'm saying is, you're saying you can question somebody's salvation, but you can't question somebody's faith. Is what you're saying essentially, right? Yeah. You're saying exactly. I can't. I, that's crazy. Why is it crazy? You can't question somebody's salvation. No, I'm saying if I mean if you. If you're saved, you walk and talk. The, you walk the walk and talk the talk, right? But, I mean, who's to say? I mean, you don't know what's in people's hearts. I mean, I I can't, but I can question it if if I see them going to a satanic church. I, I, by all means, I can question that. You know? No, you can't. Yes, I can. How? Because I can question that. I'm saying... You can't. So you're saying... So you're saying you can't go, Jonathan, quit acting like you're possessed by the Holy Spirit. But you can say, I knew you weren't saved. I knew it. I you didn't, weren't saved to begin with. I never said that. I said I could question you, it. I could say. In your mind, you're saying that. That's what you're saying, right? Like you saying you're questioning it is you being like, you really weren't saved anyway. 
Well, or, 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 or asking, let's, let's change it away from a statement, right? You see your pastor going into a strip club, snorting lines of Coke and cheating on his wife. Yeah. I would your totally thought process say. is, is he okay? That's what I'm saying. So, but you can't do that to Jonathan when he says he's possessed by the Holy spirit. I'm just saying that I doesn't don't, make any sense. What does it not make sense? What? What do you mean? I mean, they, dude, you don't. I don't know. That's what like they're doing. water's wet only sometimes. No, that's. This is a, a either you can either you can question somebody's either you can question somebody's faith or you can't. Right? You can't. It can't be situational. Right. If you can question somebody's salvation because of their actions, then you should be able to question somebody's faith because of their actions. And if that means an action that is, I was possessed by the Holy Spirit, then you should be able to question that. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say yes or no either way. Right. I'm just trying to get you to be consistent across the board. Right. Like, I mean, I would put it into question. You can, I don't either. You can question it or you can't. I would question that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would question that they're possessed by the Holy Spirit, definitely. Because I mean, I don't know. I, I've I've looked, I've seen the videos of the people running around and acting all crazy. I'm like, I don't know. That just seems Thank a little you. suspect. Thank to me, you. You know, that's all I wanted from okay. you. At first, you said I don't know, which in your mind you knew what you wanted to answer, but you didn't answer it that way. Yeah, I, said, just, I don't know at first. I mean, I, I, want you to be, I was just, I just telling you, you to be the, consistent. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. So, with that being said, I think angels can possess people. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's crazy to think that demons can do it, but angels can't. I don't. And again, I don't know of a circumstance that would warrant like angelic possession i don't even think that's a thing right but i'm just saying like i, I think that it could be you know who i mean yeah uh, I, I here's the thing they made a movie about it what movie legion oh that oh my that's those are angels. Those are people possessed by angels. But they're fallen That's angels. Exactly they're not. They're not. Is. They're fallen angels. No, they're not fallen angels. They were sent there by God to kill man. That's what Gabriel said. Oh Michael disobeyed God, came down there to save man. We can't. We can't go based off a comic book movie. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You. How can I not go of a comic book movie? You believe in werewolves, <laughs> but I can't believe in. Angelic possession because they made a movie about you're it. You're wrong. Werewolves are real, but you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what you're saying. Um. Anyways, guys, just like always, do your own research, form your own conclusions. Don't take our word for it. Um. And I do want to say before we end this episode, um, like Jason said before, um, we love all you guys. We have no hatred towards any belief. Um, this conversation was centered around demonic possession, um, which can take place across many religions, right? Catholicism, Judaism, Christianity. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any yeah. mention of it in Islam or there, not. There is. There's um, um, the jinn, which are... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, this was not a... Um, episode meant to bash anybody or bash any religion. 
um, including Christianity. Um, it's just our thoughts about the subject and me trying to get to the bottom of things. Um, we dig in the I'm, weeds a lot. We're in the yeah, weeds. We're in the weeds, dude. <laughs> we're in the weeds. So, um, but yeah, that's that's basically um, all I wanted to say, you know, that we love everybody, like Jason said, and there's no malice in our hearts towards anything. Um, just good old-fashioned give-and-take conversation. Yeah. Um, anyways, Jason? Yo. It's been a good episode. Yeah, I think it was good, and I think we had some good conversation here. Um, and I don't want anyone to take anything we said the wrong way. We're not theologians. We're just two dudes talking about stuff, and we each have our own beliefs. You believe what I say. You no, better believe it. I, it's the word. I don't believe anything you say. You better. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing you should believe. What's that? That you can use code AFK discussions at reaperrepairal.com and get 10% off your order. That's go true. Go check them out. Definitely go, go check, check them out. out. I'm telling um, you guys, I bought that hat. I know I said it a hundred times, but I wear that hat every single day. It's my favorite dude, hat. Dude, he wears the hat every day. It doesn't matter if his shirt, his shoes, and his jeans don't match it. He wears it. I got it. He gets after it every day, just like their motto, live life to the fullest. That's right. So, yeah, go to uh, reaperapparel.com, use code AFK discussions. Um, and like we said before, guys, uh, Send us an email with any sort of encounters, or if you have a rebuttal to some of the arguments that we made in tonight's episode, uh, send us an email, afkdiscussions at gmail.com. Uh, we will have a YouTube video up soon that uh, Jason's been editing, so we'll be posting that on our Instagram. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, go follow us at AFK Discussions on Instagram, and you can keep up with us there. Uh, you can also follow and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcatcher, I'm assuming uh, that you're listening to uh, right now. Uh, so go ahead and subscribe to us uh, on your podcatcher. And then also, if you liked to this episode or you liked any of our past episodes, feel free to uh, give us a review. Um, you know, five stars is good. Four stars is good. Three stars is not good. But we really hope you guys enjoy the content. We would love all the feedback that we get, whether it's a one-star, two-star, three-star, or five-star review. Um, anything to help us make these episodes better for you guys. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, gotta, I think that's it. Well, I got one more Is thing. It? So one more thing. I got to say that uh, we got our first email guys and it was awesome. The subject line was lies. And it was from a listener called Tiffany. And she <laughs> said, how dare you say I snore? <laughs> My wife did like out to Tiffany York. <laughs> she did not like that I said the fact that I said she snored on her last episode. But I'm glad she's listening. Shout out to to Tiff for listening because it's awesome. Um, also, guys, <laughs> I want to say um, thanks again to everyone in Sweden. But yeah, guys, I want to thank everyone again. You know, from the sincere, sincere bottom of my heart, you guys are awesome. I love each and every one of you, and uh, I'm going to say. That's it for this week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.